This episode of Who Knows is brought to you by Light Wraps. Have you ever thought to yourself, I, I really like my Bic lighter, but I just really wish that it had some sort of sticker or decal or some really cool design that someone took the time to create, and I wish I could put it on my lighter. Well, I've got some great news for you. We're sponsored by a company called Light Wraps, and they sell stickers that fit around Bic lighters with awesome designs. So if you're that person that has thought, I just really wish my lighter had an outstanding design on it, then I think you're in luck, especially considering if you go on their Etsy store and use the code who knows at checkout, that's who knows with no spaces in between, you'll get 20% off your entire order of light wraps. So that's pretty amazing. What up, peeps? We're back and we're talking to Jesse Naz. Uh, Jesse Nazadowski's a great friend of mine. Um, he is the drummer for Motel Breakfast. He is a social media marketer. He is a tattoo collector and we talk about that in the episode but before anything else he's a great friend of mine so it was a real pleasure to have him on the podcast so without further ado let's do it jesse nazadowski welcome to who knows who knows What's up? What's going on? You're my first episode in like two weeks, so the oh, people are mad. That, you know, it's okay. I like the Yoshi sticker you got on the on the computer. Thank right you. There. Yeah, I get uh, I get a good amount of compliments on the stickers. I mean, you know where I got them, but not no ad, no ad for them. But yeah, they're uh, they're kind of peeling a little bit. A couple of them. I actually left this outside. Barsha's found this outside. Like, it was literally on one of the railings over there for like two weeks sure. and I didn't know where it was and the stickers are still on it. So dude, I left my mug at a uh, buddy's house and I don't have it. And it's like, like losing a baby. Uh, you have a Yeti. I, it's a fake Yeti. Yeah. It's, yeah. But yeah. yeah. And so now I have like my backup mug that I usually use for coffee. Yeah. And it's like oh, out, the one we got at work. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. But no, I don't like it. I got it. I got to have that with me at all times. Absolutely. This thing I drink like, I honestly think I drink like a gallon of water every day because of it. Yeah. I drink water all yeah. day, every day. That's what you got to do, man. But anyway, enough about drinking but, water. But what's, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm the first episode back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's a disappointment, man. You could have had someone cooler come on, right? Mm, no. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> Last resort, man. Last resort. But no, it's been tough. I mean, the studio, there was no heat up here for a while, so that, sure. I mean... It was like, okay, I can record an episode, but we're going to have to sit inside at my kitchen table and do it. Right, right. And my family's, my mom's going to be like making dinner. You got Joan coming. You got to interview her maybe. I know. I actually have people asking about her. Sure. She's got to be the top request. Yeah. But yeah, so I was just like, all right, let's focus on getting the studio back up and running and then we'll... uh, We'll start it's, look, recording. it's looking and good then, though. It's looking because good we tried here. to record like two weeks ago and then it fell through because Just, I don't know what happened. We can, we can never connect, man. I know. It just doesn't work. I feel like I'm in ooh, almost dropped the mic. Uh I feel like I'm in Milwaukee like every 
other weekend and just you are you yeah, have been. yeah no it's ridiculous I, I i always tell people if i didn't love my job i would go to milwaukee and live there but you, like i like my job it's a good problem like have, you, you know? would live in milwaukee if you probably could. yeah 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 yeah. but wow. i would just i would like there'd what be a, no reason for me to quit you know what about milwaukee i see i've been to milwaukee like I don't know, probably 10 times at least at sure. this point. Do you have a tattoo on your finger? I do, dog. It's a little little uh, flower. Is that real? Yeah. No it's, way. Yeah, it's a stick and poke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so you're yeah. just the hand tattoo guy. Yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to see, though. Obviously, you're sitting right next to me and my hand's like on my face. That is insane. Uh, and it's a stick and poke, so like that'll, it'll fade a lot quicker. And uh, okay. I wash my hands so damn much. You know, like chilling. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, but that's yeah, full sun. Nice little finger tattoo. I, <laughs> I got it like two weeks ago. I got a I got a different tattoo on my arm, and I was like, "Dude, you mind like just tossing a little flower on my finger?" He was like, "Yeah, let's do it." I'm like, "All right, let's go." Good for you! Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I don't even have close to the balls to get a hand tattoo. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know. I just didn't even really care at that point. Like, it, I don't really want to work for like a company that would like not hire me. We've for that. yeah, you know we've I mean? talked about like, that. Fuck that place. If like if I don't get a job because I have a flower on my finger, exactly. well then I don't want you to be my boss anyway, dude. Right. You know? Um Yeah, we've talked about that. Well for sure. And you yeah. told me before that you're eventually looking to get neck tattoos. And that's when I was like, mm, I think I think I, don't I can know. maybe maybe do like one neck tattoo. Yeah. But I don't know. Not like throat. Right. Not like I don't, I don't know, man. So you would just do like a little like maybe like one, on the side. You're not talking like a no, a oh God, Reaper, no. Uh, no, no, no. Um, no, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm weird with that kind of stuff. I can, maybe, I'd maybe do like the back of the neck, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that. Sure. But you've been collecting tattoos since you were 18. Yeah, my fir- my first tattoo. No, I think my first tattoo I was 17 technically. Um, and I got like seven tattoos last year. I like was counting them the other day. You got I was seven like, Holy tattoos shit, last yeah. year. Um, so I went to Amsterdam, got a tattoo there, got a nice little, uh, little house on my leg. Seen um, that. fell in love with Amsterdam. So I'm like, let's do it. Um, came home like a week after that. I got a little evergreen tree on my knee that hurt like a motherfucker. Don't get a knee tattoo. Well, they're, <laughs> they're cool. I think, I think they're cool, but, uh, but don't get a knee tattoo. Right. Um, then, then yeah, man, like after that, I kind of just kept on getting them like almost every month until the end of the year. Went to Ohio, got the big, uh, the big squid. You're just hooked, dude. It's so addicting. I know you. Well, you got the little, you got the little dot. Yeah, you, you I got, literally have. You, a you have a dot tattoo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I tell people that don't have tattoos that like, you you won't get it until you get one, and then like, right? Yeah, like I don't, I don't know what the addiction is, um, because it fucking hurts. Yeah. And like, I hate it. You know, like my mom is covered in tattoos, and. uh she like wait you hate getting tattoos oh yeah i hate getting tattoos really yeah oh i hate it i'm a bitch when it comes to that like i'm like i don't like to look at the needle like i'm like really I'm sweating oh so you're yeah, thinking dude. about the end result the whole time <laughs> oh hell yeah because like, during heard, it i'm like dreading it i wonder if that's everybody because i there's a guy that i work out with he's covered in tattoos and he literally goes he made a comment one day he's like yeah man you might like want to pay for a therapist. I just pay for tattoos. Dude, that's my and mom. Like, she says the same thing. That is hilarious. Yeah. Now that makes sense, though. I mean, like, all right, I don't like it because I'm like I'm just a wuss, but it's definitely kind of therapeutic. You know, like you're sitting there, you got the buzz going, sure. just like constantly buzzing, right? Um, and it's like a reason to just sit still for like 
however long it takes. Yeah, how, like you what was to, your longest tattoo? Um, my longest was probably in October, and it was like three hours, which like isn't that bad. Like people will sit for six plus hours. Right. Excuse me. Um, and uh, like my tattoo covers most of my arm. Like it could have easily been a six hour tattoo, but just the like guy was pretty quick. Um, I really. I thought I knew about all your tattoos. I think I've fallen significantly behind. I think, yeah, no, I think you have, man. It's been a minute. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm that trying. is insane. You're getting tattoos so <laughs> quick that I'm like, oh, wow, a couple more. <laughs> they're just they're just addicting, dude. And Instagram doesn't fucking help. Right. I'm on Instagram all the time. Then I'm getting fed all these Instagram accounts. Yep. Right, dude, they're so good at dude. suggesting stuff. And then, you know, you fall in love with somebody and, you know. You see something like, oh, I open my books, and I'm like, all right, done. Like, right. Let's do it. And then I do that to, like, ten people. Sure. And then I get one of them. I'm like, shit, well, like, I have to get it. You know? Yeah. Because you and I have been talking about I want a tattoo, but I don't really know where. Like, it's it's kind of intimidating to get into. Oh, for sure. Because, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, like I said, I got my little $60 dot on my wrist. $60 minimums, man. And uh, you should have seen the guy's face when I asked for it. I was like... I just want like a dot on my wrist. He's like, "Are you are like you serious?" He's like, "You know, I have to charge you sixty dollars for that." I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine. That's cool." It took him. He literally goes, "All right, here we go." <laughs> I'm surprised he right, did good. it twice. Yeah, good for him. It was. He was like, "All right, you're good." I'm like, "Oh man, that was awesome. Thanks." Yeah. Oh man, that shit. <laughs> I'm hooked. <laughs> I'm hooked. I literally Wait. got a, a freckle. It's kind of it's kind of hard to find like somebody right like like when you don't have like recommendations or like at this point I'm kind of going off Instagram now I like to kind of go back to the couple people I've been sure. to because um, oh like the the whole like oh yeah on your body forever thing yeah. that's just like I don't want some schlub just doing anything with sure you know like there's nothing worse than a bad tattoo in my eyes. You can Unless tell. it's like, like you can, a novelty, like, you know. like, oh yeah, this is like, I got this at a party with my yeah. friends, you know? Right, right. Yeah, no, I I mean, I've told you a million times, you get what you pay for with tattoos. Yes. You know, like. And you definitely pay. Yeah, oh no, you could like, my most expensive was in the thousands, like more than a thousand dollars, which like people might think is crazy, right. but it's also like a custom piece of art that you have forever, right? Like how much do people sell a, you know, a canvas painting for, right? Um. But my cheapest tattoo is my worst tattoo, and it's like not a surprise. Sure, you which know? what which um, one? They have the the symbols, it's like, yeah, it's uh, like the, oh, the weird oh, yeah, symbols, yeah. but they're raised, dude. It looks like I got fucking branded. Um, so is that like it was scarring? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, it was just scarred. Which means that you know the guy who did it, which happened to be my cousin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to like I don't even care, man. Like it got the job done, right? Um, but uh, it just means that it just wasn't like applied well, went sure. too deep, or I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, dude, you get what you pay for. Wow. It's worth it. It's, so do you have like a budget for tattoos since you're getting so many or you just. So a lot of the tattoos I've been getting recently, um, they're called flash tattoos. And it's like, it's definitely like an Instagram. Yeah. It's definitely more of an Instagram thing. I mean, I'm sure it existed back in the day, but um, basically an artist posts uh, like drawings with like, you know, 20 different designs on it. <clears throat> And then they have like, you know, a hundred of those or something like that, right? When you walk into the shop, you walk in, you pick one. And the cool thing about that, like, so you don't get to customize your design, but the cool thing is that no one else gets that. So once I get, you know, the lady face that this guy drew, he like puts a little dot next to it. And like, if you come in and like point that out, he's like, no, I already did it. 
So like wow. it's unique to you, although like you don't you like you don't design it, you know. Um, so the, those have been getting more often, and those are like a little bit on the cheaper end, just because they're already pre-designed. You know, it's more of like a sure pick the sticker out, let me slap it on you real quick kind of thing. Um, yeah, I want that. Okay. And he's like, all right, cool. Like yeah. I already drew that, <laughs> so like we're good to go. Is that how most tattoo shops used to operate? Isn't it? Like wasn't like how, the wall, right? Yeah, right. Like I feel like that's like, like super cliche. Like, yeah. oh yeah, just pick something and we can do it. Mm-hmm. Like you're at Six Flags at the airbrush. Yeah, guy. I see. And I think a lot like in some tattoo shops still do that. Like you'll walk into some and they have all the designs on the wall. Right. Um, but I think with those, they'll repeat designs. So like you know, they'll have a heart on the wall, right? And you know, whoever walks in and says they want that, they're like, all right, bet. Right. Give me money and you can have it. The the way like a lot of these guys do it is like they don't repeat anything, right? Or like they'll repeat like uh, like certain things that they're really famous for. Like one girl like uh, does like these little masks and like so she'll repeat those, but she won't repeat like any bigger pieces. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely like an Instagram fad. Instagram blows tattoo artists up. Right. Well, you know, every I mean, crazy. you can like even if you go to a tattoo artist website, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, just go to my Instagram." Like that. There's no better go-to. way right. to look at tattoos than on Instagram. Right. I actually saw like that body runer guy. He had a flash sale today. I was actually he did, t- dude. I was <laughs> gonna touch you and be like, "Hey, I might pull the trigger on this little flower." No, the, and and so like I think we're the way that they do that, um, like he would repeat designs for that kind of stuff. If he's okay. like, hey, it's a flash day, and then it's like, um, then you just come in and like you just get the little guys. Sure, but uh, and he does like all just like super simple line work, right? Dude, for the it's most part, like I got super quick. Yeah, like I got like a girl with a snake on the side of my knee. Also hurt, by far the most painful I've ever gotten. Um, it's like pretty big. Like I mean, like six inches tall, maybe like a four inches wide or something. Um took him like 25 minutes you know so yeah it's like simple right. like simple line work like all black um but it just like looks cool and like he could just pop them out it super is quick and they're yeah. huge now like oh yeah. i mean i i'm i'm all for like the super intricate like shading like realistic but yeah, at the yeah. same time i'm like i kind of want to just look like i just drew this on myself sure. you know it's yeah. i want just simple i don't know i it's that's why deciding to like get my first tattoo has been difficult because I'm I know I'm gonna get more if I get one big one. Sure. Well, that's also so part like of it, right? You almost wanna, like, planning. Yeah, you got to yeah. plan for other ones, it's like dude. Body real yeah, estate. You don't want to like yeah. waste a good piece of and like right. I've been there. Yeah. I'm like shit. Like maybe I didn't want that there. Like sure. I don't really regret any of the ones I have. Like they they did their job. Um. But yeah, dude, I definitely think of that like shit. What is gonna go next? Where's it gonna go? Yeah. How's it gonna look? And there's definitely some tattoos that like the tattoo itself can be fine, but you're like, oh, I love like where that is yeah. on his body. Oh, I, th- I think know? that's huge. That's kind like that's kind of why I just got some like weird like the ones on my knee or like I just think it's cool. I don't think you see it very often. Um, you know, I th- like I think that's better than just sticking it on my chest or sticking right. it on the you know on my shoulder blade. Um, but so yeah, yeah. when you're picking a spot, like what what is your process of picking a, a tattoo? Oh actually? man, that's a good question. Um, if, so I mean, even <clears throat> if I'm if is it consistent? Well, I'll ask that first. Like, have you had a consistent process, or has it been kind of different for everyone? Uh, it's I think it's been different. Okay. Uh, so I have like I like maybe two or three tattoos that like mean something deep to me. Right, I got my big tree for my grandpa. 
um, I got the matching tattoo for yep. my grandpa. Sure. Um, and then I have like I have a mom tattoo. A little, it says mom and a little heart on my leg. I was gonna get like, that. Dude, bro, my grandpa like that had that. Yeah. Um, but like other than those couple, like my tattoos, like I just like their art. So like the sure. process starts like that, right? Like I see something, I'm like, I dig this. Doesn't mean anything. You know, there's not some grand meaning behind this like right. little cowboy on my arm. Like I just liked it, <laughs> you know. Sure. Um, which I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Like, well, but and then like, but usually when I get there, um, nothing goes how I planned. Like I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get it on my calf, and then I get there and I'm in the mirror. I'm like, you know what? Toss it on my arm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like whatever plan I have in my head, it usually sure. doesn't turn out like that. Um. And that's kind of my thing too, is I almost want, like I was applying, there's like this online application for the super, like not fancy, but like well-known tattoo shop in New York City. Bang, bang, it's called. Oh, that guy does like some like uh, celebrities and shit. Yes, like a lot of them. But every artist in his shop is just insane. So they have like an online application and it was like, where do you want to put your tattoo? And it was asking like, how big do you want your tattoo? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I want someone to like help me do this. Like I've never put a tattoo yeah. on my body, you right, know, right. Like, which that like, that's a great mindset to have though. Cause like there's nothing worse. well, I'm not a tattoo artist, but I would imagine there's nothing worse. Someone like some dude comes in and is like, Hey, I want this tattooed like in this spot. And like, it's just some designs just don't translate in the tattoos, right. right? Like you can Google cool shit and like some things just, you can't turn that how you want. You know what I mean? And like, like listen to the tattoo artist. Like that's why he is the artist, right? You know, like it's cool to have your idea, and like you kind of you still want your own thing, but like you got to let them have at least a slight input on, sure. like, you know, and that's what the crazy, works best, you know? right? And that's the crazy part about like the big tattoo artists is they like they don't fuck around. They're like, oh no, this is my art. Like, I'm oh, not, oh yeah, you're not gonna tell mm-hmm. me like I'm gonna do like make every decision. Like I'm gonna yeah. You're going to tell me what generally you want. And this is, like I said, the bigger artists that for sure people are lining up for. Right. Like the artists I can choose. So like that uh, Dino, Dino Nemec. I don't even yep. know, I think that's how you say his last name. I got two tattoos from him now. I had a book of like a year and a half in advance. Went to Ohio. Um, he only does pieces that he wants to do. So like if you go in and say, hey, I want a portrait of my mom. He's right. going to say no. Like because he just won't, you know, like that's not his style, you know. Sure. Um, like he's only gonna do tattoos that he like. He's at the level. Like that's such a cool thing to be. I at, love man. that. Could you imagine that? Like you're like at that pe- that point in right. your like art career that like you can do whatever you want and only whatever you want. Like you don't have to sacrifice. Exactly. Shit, you know? Well, and then you think about like, okay, if he doesn't want to do a portrait, he's an amazing artist, right? What is like, okay, you know, the tattoo parlor on your corner. You're going in and going, hey, can you put my mom on my back? They're gonna right. like. I don't know about that. Like, yeah. that's sketchy. Of course, the garage door is going to open during this. Um, oh, it's all good. But, yeah, it's it's a crazy world for sure. Mm-hmm. And there's – I've been watching – like, there's YouTube videos like, what not to do in your first tattoo, and I'm, <laughs> I'm probably just overthinking it. I love that point. you're looking at it, but, up though, uh, man. But, yeah, it's not something that I want to mess around with at all. No. I mean, what, once you get it, once you get one, I mean, besides your dad, once you get, like, a bigger one, it's gonna be a hell of a lot easier for you. Yeah, because you're either gonna love it, like well, you're gonna you're gonna love it, like you are. You're gonna choose right, and you're I, gonna love it. No, I will. Yeah. But then you're gonna be able to go off of that, right? You're gonna be like, huh, maybe I wanted a different style, or maybe I want to do this. You sure. Know? Um, yeah, that, I think that'll make it a hell of a lot easier for you. What 
So you knew you wanted one as soon as you turned 18. Yeah. Oh, big time. So my mom's covered in tattoos. Anyone listening that knows my mom, she's probably showed you her tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> she's a big fan of doing that. She does love her um, tattoos. Yeah. Shout out Kimmy. Um, but yeah, so my first tattoo ever, I was like 17. I couldn't even go to a shop. We went, we were at my grandpa's house. Um, and my grandpa, he was kind of sick at the time, but the doctor gave him permission to get get a tattoo <laughs> <laughs> dude i don't even know my grand he was he was in his 70s for sure like he was old as shit he didn't have one before that oh no he's he's got a bunch oh okay. um, so he's yeah he's got tattoos but like they gave him permission because like he was on medicine all that jazz um and so i'm sitting in my grandpa's like side room and uh my grandma does nails actually she does like those acrylic nails sure sure so like she had like a like a table that like you could put your hand on, you know? So it was like a perfect setup for a tattoo. Okay. So like, I like, you know, like you like lay your arm out there. Um, and so me, my mom, and my grandpa got a matching tattoo on her wrist. Uh, and that was my first one. And like, I was so scared, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was so nervous. I'm like, this is going to hurt so bad, but my mom's in the room and my grandpa's here. So right. like, I can't be a bitch. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, if my mom's going to do it, like I, you know, I can't. Would you have ever pulled the trigger on the first one if you weren't in with them? Yeah, I don't know. I think the first one's the hardest, like for sure. Like I get, I get why you're like, right? Like it's taking you a minute. Um, it's, I've been thinking about it for like years. Oh yeah, I mean, pretty much ever since I've known you, we've talked about it. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely helps when when you got like when you have people that are like supportive of tattoos. I mean, I know a lot of people with parents like they're like, dude, I can't get a tattoo or I'll get kicked out of the house. Like yeah, if they're still living nuts. at home or like. Right. Um, Luckily, I'm not like I'm the opposite. My mom, I get a tattoo, and my mom's mad that I didn't bring her with. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's like, "What the hell? Why didn't I go she, with you?" She, when did she start getting those? Dude, that's a great question. I actually don't know. Because um, lately, <laughs> I feel like every time I see her, she's oh, like, yeah. "Oh, did you see the new ones?" I'm like, "Whoa!" Yeah. So she's just... she's been working on two sleeves at this point, and the way that those have been going, like she's just been going in like every two weeks or three weeks because like you have to wait for it to heal. Otherwise, she would have just done it all at once. Um, but, yeah, that, like, that totally ramped up in, in like, the yeah. last year and a half, two years. Because you could tell it was, like, oh, she, I'm just trying to get sleeves. She just oh, wanted yeah. sleeves, yeah, full sleeves. But, That's like, she, she, you know, she's she's got a bunch. She's got some on her back. She's got a big rose on her ribs. Um, she just, she just like, you know, she's having a bad day or it's been, like, a bad week. Like, uh, let's go get a tattoo real quick. You know, and she had a couple girlfriends that were tattoo artists. So okay. it was like easy for her. It's like, hey, do you got anything for like right now? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, come on in. I got, yeah. I, I got an hour. <laughs> and she's like, all right, bet. Just uh, anything? Just smack it on there, or is it? Uh, most of hers have meaning. Like that actually, is awesome. Almost all of hers have like some deep meaning for her kids or for some friends or uh, you know her dad and like things like that. Wild. Um, yeah, maybe you gotta have her on one day. That I would love to have Kimmy on. That, Kimmy's that, the nicest that'd be, that'd be woman a ever. A, hell of a created. <laughs> Um, how much do you think you've spent to date? Oh boy. Um, probably, probably like five grand. That's not, that's not terrible. And that how might, many that might be, that have? might be, I'm going to say between four and six grand. I don't totally know how much. Sure. I spent. Um, cause it was over the course of what the last six years. Sure. Like my first one was free. Like my like my mom gave my cousin like fifty bucks. Right, you know right. whatever. My mom paid for my. Uh, yeah, it was pretty too. bad actually. Um, but uh, how many do I have? I don't know, man. One, two. I think I counted the other day. I mean, I'm like 
12, 13, something like that. That's crazy. I got a couple like stick and pokes that are small. It's like, sure. do I count that? You know? Um, but, but yeah, I've spent a lot of money. Wow. And people, I, people think it's crazy, but like, like I said, man, I've spent money on dumber shit. That's for sure. Absolutely. Right? You, you could spend a hundred bucks at the bar, which we've done. Like it is one of the few <laughs> things that you don't have a choice whether or not you have it for the rest of your life. You know? Yeah. Well, it, like, well it's an investment, right? right? Like you want to pay some good money for it. And it's like, it's one of the only things that you're guaranteed to have it forever. Exactly. Like maybe, like you maybe can literally lose thing. everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's your skin. Dude. Cr- crazy story about my grandpa. Um, he had, he got, um, mouth, throat, and tongue cancer at one point. He was a big smoker and was also a fireman before they wore helmets. Sure. There's, there's a dope picture, and I tell everyone about it because I think it's super cool. Um, he's on the ladder, like, fighting a fire, engulfed in smoke, no helmet, and he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> so if that tells you anything <laughs> about that. counteract the smoke with some smoke. <laughs> pretty much. So he naturally got some form of cancer. Um, but he got, like, he got tongue cancer, and for what, whatever they had to do, um, they had to take part of his bicep muscle and like to use at, like in his mouth, which is like Whoa. crazy that they could do that. But um, he had he had like a dagger tattoo, and they had to like cut like the the the. So this happened like when I was a baby, so I never knew him with that tattoo. So I, this you is could only er- see half of his tattoo because they had to cut half of it like out. Wow. They had to put that muscle in his. It was crazy. Um, so he, so he's was it the just only like person the scar that healed over it. Yeah, or like, just are you saying there's scar. a tattoo in your grandpa's mouth? That's well, I think they just, I think they just used <laughs> the muscle. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, no, is like, isn't that crazy? That so is like, insane. he just had this gnarly scar and like half of a dagger like poking out the bottom of it because because there used to be a full tattoo. That works. Yeah, it, it just still worked, man. Um, Wild. Yeah, what a guy. So he was. When was he a fireman? When? How many years was he a fireman? Oh man. Um, I don't know if he did a full 30. So he actually got on the fire department. He was too old. He was like 35, which was a maximum. He was too old. He was too short back when. He was a short guy. He was a short guy. So he was too short technically back when like that was a rule. Um, But he happened to be dating and then married. It's my grandmother now. Um, Married the chief's daughter. So... (laughs) Fire department Very chief. Very convenient. Yeah, real convenient. <laughs> so there's a story of him, uh, like, when he goes in for, I don't think interview is the right word, but he goes in to, like, you know, do the interview. Sure. And, the you know, the chief, which was my grand- great-grandfather, uh, he's like, sit in this room and don't fucking leave. If anyone comes in and tells you to leave, don't leave. You stay here until I come back. And basically the chief came back with, like, papers and said, sign this, and you're on the fire department. But... So, like, you just totally got the job only yeah. because he was dating my grandma. That's amazing. Um, he was just dating her at the time? He I wasn't... think he was just... Well, no. No, he was definitely married because he was in his 30s. Oh, yeah, okay. so he was married. Yeah, I think he had it. He probably even had... He committed. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> um, he wasn't just in it for the job. Yeah. So, uh, so a, a time period-wise, I'm not exactly sure, but, um, I mean, he got on in his 30s, and he died in, like, 2014 or 2015 in his 70s, so, man, I don't know. Like fifties, so he well 60s? he was in the sixties or seventies, yeah. Whenever the uh, um, the Brotherhood of the Barrel was yep. called, like that big big the strike, uh, the big strike, man. Yep. He was he was in was the a, forefront of that. Was he a brother? Oh yeah, big yeah, time. dude. I My swear, dad is very into the Brotherhood of the Barrel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I swear that like, I probably could have killed somebody and called him up and been like, hey, like I need you to like help me know what questions to ask, and he'd be like, okay, yeah, but, yeah, but. 
if I ever crossed a picket line, he'd never talk to me again. Right. Like, you know, I'd be disowned. Like, yep. it was that strong, that loyal. Um, they yeah. didn't mess around, man. Not at all. I mean, <clears throat> my dad, like, my dad tells stories about the strike, and he came on, like. Oh, so your dad was on it? No, no. Oh, okay. He came on, but, like, five years after the strike. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that um, makes sense. I think my dad came around probably around yeah. the same time as yours. And I mean, of course, there's always, oh, yeah, he's a scab. You oh, know, yeah. <laughs> no, for real, dude. I have said, like, there's people that are, like, in my life and they're, like, either fake co- like fake cousins. There's people yep. that I know through my family that, like, my grandpa would never talk to. Like, my family would talk to, but it's like, no, he's a scab. It's crazy. Like, he, he crossed the picket line when, like, we were fucked and not feeding our families. Yep. Don't talk to that guy. Um, and, yeah, insane. man, it's, it's definitely crazy, especially around the south side. Like around here, yeah, like besides just the firemen, like everyone has a family member, probably multiple that are union members. Yes. You know, yeah. Um, every is... time I see the rat outside somewhere, I'm honking. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I don't even know what it's for. I'm honking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're outside of Wu's house. <laughs> beep 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 beep. They yeah. were, yeah, yeah. I know, but you don't forget that. No, <laughs> like, you how really stupid don't. Is that right? And like, of course, that's just like, oh, my dad would love that. I literally. Mm-hmm. Relate that It's just like Oh my dad would think That's awesome okay. Yeah Beep beep You know Yeah no Like for sure Cause I mean he's like Done the like Labor Like union thing mm-hmm. Literally his whole life That's how he raised us Is sure. with union money So I is mean, Did your dad Do anything on the side Was he like uh, Cause yeah, most Most firemen are like In three Or not in three right. nine, But most firemen Are like electricians Or they're you know 134 electrician okay, sure Yeah That makes sense Um, But yeah He's Been been like that forever so mm-hmm. it's but that's kind of gone by the wayside i feel like i don't the union i guess our we have a couple buddies in unions but like i'd I, say i got like probably close to 10 maybe right but like but in terms of like workforce in general i feel mm-hmm. like unions have kind of just like eh, yeah yeah no i mean i mean shit right out of high school is like everyone go to college right right like you exactly. kind of had to um i had a handful of buddies that didn't or they did community college and then they got on um but it's and they make more money than I'll probably ever it's, make. Yeah, it's you well. Know? That's well, and of course, every time. But I'm they're working. working their ass off. I mean, dude, like they work. Like, Hell like, yeah! And sometimes they don't work. When my my brother before he got in the fire department, he hit the lottery. Um, he was doing uh, he was a millwright. I don't know what local that is, but they basically move these big ass machines. Um, some weeks he'd work eighty hours. Some weeks he'd work twenty hours. And it's just like. It yeah, sucks, man. It's stinks. tough. It's tough when like you don't have the, the like steady gig, <laughs> right? And that's like why unions are there in the first place, for so sure. People just can't get screwed over all the time. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, but I mean, around here, there was. Do you feel like there was like a stigma around joining a union? Around here or in general? In general, oh man. Like, you know, growing up, like, it almost felt like... Kind of. I'd say like, kind of, like, yeah. Like, oh, no, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like you said, going to college was like, oh, you need to go to college. And, like, yeah, and that's kind of funny to think about because around here is, like, the one place where you you think there wouldn't be a stigma. Right. Everyone's dad's in the union or everyone's uncle or blah, blah, blah. Um, but there still kind of was. And uh, I, I would agree. Definitely. Like, which is bullshit, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, and I feel like even that's even gone away now. Now that we're twenty three, and oh, some sure. of us are actually broke as hell, and it's like, yeah. oh, he's joining the union, good for him. Yeah. Oh like, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. No. Well, like, it's, it's a lot of people will look at it as like a, 
like a, oh well he didn't make it doing this so he's just joining the union kind exactly. of exactly which I think it's a shitty way to look at it like a lot of people do do that unfortunately um but it's certainly not like a knock on it like it shouldn't be a knock on anyone like sure. dude like you're you're killing it if you can get on to the you know 134 399 or something right you are killing it and especially this is what I was about to say my my dad and my uncle every time I'm with them especially my one uncle he's like it's like oh yeah this union's hiring this every union's oh, hiring sure. and my uncle's like Barry remember when we <laughs> were growing up you couldn't you had to wait for years to get on I was like oh my god like I get it it's <clears throat> a dope ass job yeah well but. like that uh even the fire the fire department right so remember when did you take the test I would your dad that, definitely made you yes. take the yeah I took the test I would have been yeah, hung by yeah. the gutters if I didn't <laughs> seriously my dad was forced us all rightfully um, so yeah oh no I dude I would have taken the job if I got called that's for sure um but my brother just got on, and, like, I guess they, like, need people. Like, they might open up another test again. Really? Yeah. The um, CFD? Yeah. Would you take that if they called you today? I, I think know. I would. I think I think I would have to. I think I would, too. Like, I think, and even in my, like, line of, I do marketing, but, like, I could do that on the side if I want, you know? Not for the company I work right. for currently, but I work think I'd from have the firehouse. to. I think I'd have to, yeah. yeah. Um, I agree, because, yeah, that's, I mean... We, we've talked about this before. Mm. I mean, we both have obviously have family in the fire department and it is, that job is out of control. Dude, 81 days a year, <laughs> maybe 83, work a couple dailies. <laughs> and then you, every, what is it for furlough? It's like every couple months you get like a straight two and a half weeks off. Oh, it's I think so you like, and someone will correct me if I'm wrong, if you're listening, but you work one, you're off two. And then once you work five, you're off like five. And then once you work like twenty days, you're off like twenty. You're off like three weeks. It's insane. Which is nuts. Like and my there's like daily days on oh, top the daily of that. Oh, dude. Do you like, make like double time? Yeah. If you work a holiday or something, you're making double. Um, my dad was like making you know a buck twenty to like a buck thirty, working eighty one days a year. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and like, was he a captain? He was a captain. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he a lot of shit would fall on him. He didn't necessarily sure. like. He wasn't doing the manual labor anymore. Right. He did that for his whole, you know. Um, but your dad's that, a lieutenant, right? Yeah. But at um, that point, if you're a captain and shit goes down, oh, you're, you're, you're on yeah. the hook, bro. Yeah. You're in charge. For sure. And that's... That's why I, my dad, he probably could have went for chief and probably could have gotten it if he really wanted to, but he never did because, you know, captain's enough responsibility. Chief, captain's you, big. You, chief, you may be making an extra 10 grand or something, which could, like, is fine, but, like, if anything happens, like, with the people that, like, you are screwed. Yeah. Um, And he was just like, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's um, crazy. My my dad spent his whole career over there trying to get promotions. It's not easy at all. And you need to put in the time more than anything. You need to put in the time, dude. That's why getting on the fire department early in yeah. your life is yeah. super crucial oh, for yeah. people that want to do it for their whole career. Oh, for sure. How long? How old was your dad when he got on? Do you have any idea? Um, I could maybe do a little math. He'll be turning 60 this year, and he just retired. I think he got on when he was like 30. So he actually got on a little bit later. Like, I mean, we have friends that got on like – when they're in their early 20s. Yeah. Um, but he did his 30 years to the date, got his full pensions at the sea. Like, <laughs> like he, dude, nice. he was counting it down yeah. for years, man. Um, but he did HVAC. He, like, he was in the, he was a fucking union member right. pretty much until then and then just did that on the side. Um, and then, yeah, he, so he, that's, that's my reasoning is why, why wouldn't I accept that and at least try mm -hmm. it for, mm -hmm. I don't know, a year. Yeah. Like be a Chicago fireman, like come why on. not? Yeah, yeah. 
work a couple 24 hour shifts. My brother just got on. He's at uh he's at a house in the West Loop. Um and he's like he's bored kind of. Yeah. Because uh you know, there aren't as many fires and shit anymore. No. Things are super up to code, yeah. you know, there's not like most of his runs are with the ambulance and he's a marine so he's used to being in Afghanistan and like he's like he's like Action. dude, I'm bored. Yeah. Like I want like I want to you know, I want to be doing something. Right. Um but you know, he loves it and he makes you're making great money. Yeah. My dad uh when he comes home I, I'll always say, oh how's work, you know, typical. <laughs> but <laughs> hey dad. He'll always tell me like yeah, big fire last night. And then that's like a once every it's one of those, probably once a month type right. things. Yeah. Like he does not put out fires that no. often anymore. What house is your dad at? Do you know? Or I where? Don't know. It's like 52nd and Lawndale, I want to say. Okay. So but it's so like, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's like semi-busy. He sure. says he wants to go to a busier house. Really? He used to work like right by St. Rita, like 71st and Western. Oh, okay. Um, so and that was, close a, that was a super busy house. He was loved it? that, yeah. Mm. But it, when he got the lieutenant promotion, he had to go to a different house. and Yeah, you kind of just got to take whatever slowed down. gig you yeah. can. Yeah. My dad ended at the, the retirement house. Good Mount, old Greenwood. Mount Greenwood. Yeah. Right here. That's right down it. the street. <laughs> Dude, man. I love that. It is, it is the retirement house, man. Like, they aren't doing anything. Bunch I, of old dudes. Oh, my God. Hanging at, out. When I see him drive by, I look in the fire truck, and they all got gray hair. I'm like, <laughs> you go, guys. Yeah. You're the mod squad. We would go visit them on, like, holidays and stuff, and they're all just – they're just – Feet up, like they don't. They're not gonna. They're not getting a call anytime soon. No yeah. way. Do they That's eat wild. like kings too? They firemen eat better than anyone. Better in the than world. anyone. Don't let anyone world. tell you different. They eat better than anyone in the world, man. Like yeah, if I want an amazing meal, I'll ask my dad. I'll be like, hey, can I come by for dinner tonight? <laughs> yeah. At the what do you guys, what you guys oh, got? We're in lobster tail and uh, you know, fillet. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. And you guys are just sitting watching TV for a little while mm. after that too, huh? Yeah. Just hanging it's, out. It's a nuts job. Because they drill in the morning, I think, and then Do they? I think they drill for a couple hours in the morning. They clean the rigs. I think they clean the house, and then for most of the day they're mm-hmm. chilling, unless sure. they're on runs. Sure, but yeah, you, I mean you like can do they got whatever TV you want. and shit. Dude. Most of them have a gym or at least a, a fake what they would call a gym with yeah. at least weights and stuff like that. Right, um, they're just hanging out <clears> waiting <throat> for yeah. people damsels in distress. <laughs> Waiting for that ambulance call, man. The old lady fell down or something. Right. Um. So, in two days. Oh yeah. You and your band. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, um, I write all the music. I play all the instruments. Yeah. No big deal. So you're in a group called Motel Breakfast, mm-hmm. and we need to talk about your show that's in two days and the new album. Yeah, for sure. Um. What are the details on the show? So, shows at Reggie's, uh, Reggie's Rock Club downtown. It's a dope venue. Big room, right? Yeah, we're in the big boy room. Instead of, like, playing at a bar, like, you're playing in a venue. You know, like, it's it's, it's, it's dope. Um, So, yeah, we're playing there uh, on Friday. We luckily, like, we know the guy who books the shows there. He's a super cool dude. Um, We've played some Irish music with him before. He loves us. We like him. Yeah. so yeah, that's that's good. That's gonna be a blast, and it's like technically our album release show. The album came out February seventh, I believe. Um, it's amazing, by the way. Appreciate I've it. I've told you this. Appreciate it. And I literally sent you a picture of me <clears throat> with tears streaming down. Oh, my face. I know. <laughs> that was not, dude. That that day was so emotional for me. Like all the support from people, the texts, the the shit all over social media. Like 
it was overwhelming. It's, like I was working and I got like nothing done because I was right. just like occupied. With I that. was thinking that too. I texted Jimmy and Jimmy was at work too, mm-hmm. and he like I can't imagine anyone got anything done that day because oh no, because it's so weird because you guys you've been like honestly like a neighborhood staple for a couple years. Well, at least like a social staple with like our friend group and our people our age is like mm-hmm. I'm I feel like a lot of the time when I think about like things I went out and did in the last year, it's, Oh yeah. Well, motel breakfast is playing up there. So why not? Fuck that's it, that's cool, there. man. And like, and that's, we like to have fun, obviously. Um, so if we can provide some entertainment, like let's do it. You do. But yeah, man, like this album. So we had music before this and it was cool. Like everyone listened to it and we got like great responses from that. Um, but this is like, I'm proud of this. Like, I'm like real proud of this shit. Like, Every we spent, we spent probably like a hundred hours in the studio. You spent a hundred hours, probably a hundred hours in the studio, dude. We did, we did three weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and pretty much ten hours a day. So that's like ninety hours, and then there was like one other studio weekend that we peppered in some time. Um, so yeah, we probably logged like a hundred hours. Um, Jeez, I'm crow. <clears throat> and dude, but it's fun, right? You guys. Are just... Oh, it's so much fun. I mean, it's like the best kind of work you can possibly sure. do, right? Um, it's stuff you love. It's fun, but it's also like stressful. I mean, spending ten hours doing anything is like a lot, right? And you're kind of on the clock, right? Well, we're yeah. I mean, we we luckily we're only paying like forty bucks an hour, so it's like that's pretty cheap. Like for studios, you can go to some crazy professional studios, and I don't even want to know what they charge an hour. I um, forty is enough for me. Yeah, that's no, like wild. like forty, we like is. But that's really good quality, right? Oh yeah, really good quality, and uh, we recorded like ninety percent of it at Treehouse, um, and Treehouse is super cool. It's a studio on the west side. It's on like twenty twenty third and Cicero or something like that. You literally take Cicero all the way down, um, and it's all analog. Yeah, so it's I did all on that. tape, and it was our first time doing anything on tape. We've only been in the studio one other time before this, so like we're not. We certainly don't really know what we're right, doing, right? right. Um, but being on tape is super cool. Like you kind of you kind of get that older older school feel to it. Like I mean, this is how Zeppelin recorded, and like anyone pre sure. like eighties pretty much was so recording on tape. So there's a distinct difference in how it sounds. I mean, I kinda, I think so. Um, you know, digital stuff like you may think like maybe it's like higher quality, and I don't even know if that's the right way to say it. Right. Um, but with digital, you can like you know. You can lay down a guitar track, totally mess it up, and the a good engineer could just like, yeah, we're good. Like, sure, let's, you know, let's fix it. Like, you can manu- fix it in post. You can manu, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fix it in post. Fix it in post. Um, you can manufacture songs, you know, like totally like, and at that like the way that we see it, you know, we're not like classically trained musicians. We're not these crazy. Um, we're not like incredibly talented like we're doing this like super hard stuff you know nothing like that um we want to give you like the more of like the live feel to it yeah and so like the the with tape it's more live so like basically drew and i drew's the bassist um we would be in the room with everybody else and we'd play the song through they would only record me and drew and then record uh then record like scratch tracks for the other guys. What scratch, is a scratch track? Scratch tracks are just tracks that we're going to throw out. So like Jim okay. will sing, they'll record it, but Jim's not like trying, you know, they'll just like, it's just there for like when some, when we play it back, you can, sure, you know. Sure. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So like everyone else would be scratched. And so we record, 
me and Drew, and we keep that. Then Mick will walk in, Mick will lay down a guitar track. And then Jim will walk in, he'll lay down the vocals or lay down his acoustic. And so you kind of build a song like that. You do like a little layered. Sure. Um, and we did that for all the songs except for Let Me Burn. Let Me Burn's the end of the album. It's like my favorite song to it play. I have had that song on repeat. Oh, man. And I've told you so guys all that too. Um, but yeah, what was the difference well, with so, that one? Yeah, so that one was cool. So we couldn't do it that way because... Uh, there's like a vocal cue to start the song. Like Jim just starts singing instead of like I like a lot of the songs I'll count it off like one, two, three, sure. and then we'll start playing. Um, it's a vocal cue, so like the timing is like weird, right? Um, so we decided to record the whole thing live, and what that means is that like we all play at the same time, and everybody has Before to get everything. it right. And if one person fucks up one thing, you have to trash it and like redo the whole song. So like wow. we can get to, and this is a long fucking song too. Yeah, like it we, is. yeah, like we we bit off a lot there. Um, but like you know we can get to minute five, and then I mess something up, and like, all right, we got let's run it back, <laughs> you know. And so I don't even know how many times we did it. We actually didn't. It wasn't that many. Um, but yeah, so like that song was totally live. I think we maybe put like one guitar track over it. So sure, it was like ninety eight percent live or whatever. Are there any mistakes? Do you know? everyone everyone could everyone could probably tell you something right like there might be (laughs) one like drum fill that i didn't really dig or like um so that's just us like picking ourselves apart you know what i mean no one else will hear it but you know if i listen to it i'm like oh man i just i should have done that yeah like i wish see and but in with digital you could do 20 takes and then let's take the drum fill from take one and put it with take 10 and like and you could do some of that with with analog, you know, like there's ways to do that, but like it's it's way easier like let's just lay it down right. and like let's just keep doing it, man. So, let me ask you this. What what is your like ideal recording setting? Like if if you're if you and the band are sitting in a room and they're like, mm-hmm. "Okay, let's make music now." What is like, do you do digital and, like, mess around with stuff? Like, how, how do you get ready for recording if you need to be, you know? You yeah. have to be ready for that, right? Oh, for sure, dude. Otherwise, you're just blowing money. Right. I mean, like, you don't, I guess you don't have to, but do you want to practice at 40 bucks an hour sure. and just, you know? But with digital, you can kind of just make it happen, right? Yeah, I mean, you still got to be practice. Like, there's, there's, most of the music you listen to is digital and, like, it's still really fucking sure. good, you know? Um and it's not necessary. It's not like necessarily easier. Uh, you still got to be practiced and like ready to go and stuff like that. Um, but like the ideal setting. So we spent besides a hundred hours in the studio, um, we spent like two full weekends in my basement, and we had a whiteboard and we had Andy That's who dope. like Andy produced it, and we had a white. We literally were there all weekend. We didn't leave in the we, lab we, pretty much, dude. And it was in my basement just playing um, and just hashed out all the songs. And we're like, you know what? That doesn't work. Let's try this. Um, and that's why Andy, who like Sleepy Gaucho, shout out him, um, makes really good music. He uh, he came like he came with us and produced it. And basically, a producer is just like um, kind of like a movie director. You know, he didn't write it. He didn't. You know, he's not necessarily a part of the songs, but he's gonna listen to it and be like, you know what? Let's take it in that direction or Interpret like, it. you know what, Jess? Like, try this. 
or like you know what like and he's that like that third party you know because we can get stuck in our head right like we're all together so damn much sure um do you guys like argue about decisions within the music a lot or it's, it's I, I know yeah. you guys bicker endlessly outside oh, of sure, you. <laughs> sure. yeah. um it's happened man but surprisingly like not that much you know and like they're so mick jim and connor all wrote songs on the record um jim and connor split it mick had one and like drew drew write songs like crazy it just we just don't have really oh dude i did not know that drew writes probably a song a day and like no way for that that kid all he cares about is music man i've never met someone who loves music more than him like it's like inspiring like that kid lives and breathes it um and if he lived with us, he, he, he'd be popping out music like crazy. And he can play every instrument. Like, you think, Drew's, you think Drew's a good bassist, man. Wait till this kid picks up a guitar. And, like, he can drum. And he can play the keys. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, but, yeah, okay. So, yeah, there's, like, three writers on the record. But let's say, you know, one song that Jim wrote, you know, him and Connor, like, are differing opinions. You know, we'll we'll try both of them. And then usually at the end of the day, though, like, Jim wrote the song. So we kind of let, you know, the songwriter kind of has. Sure, and now sure. no one's been stubborn where they're like, you know, no, fuck that. Like, we're, we're doing this. You know, Jim might compromise. He wrote the song, but Connor or myself or someone had, like, a good idea. And he's like, all right, cool. Like, I was wrong, you know. Um, and we're, like, we're all close enough that like we can do that like luckily we're not a band that has to put out like a craigslist ad you know like we're not like hey dude like we need a keyboard player and like we don't care who you are like you just got to play the songs kind of just roll the dice dude i couldn't i couldn't imagine doing that no way like if i wasn't best friends with these kids like i don't want to play music with you it'd be tough you know what i mean um so yeah no we're super lucky with that and uh well and that's also crazy about you guys (laughs) is you guys weren't that close when you started honestly Oh, no, not at all. Like, you barely knew Jimmy. At, like, I mean, did you meet him through me? I met Jim through Joe. I think I met Jim. Joe Bo- and okay. I think I met yes, you and yes. Jim at probably yes. the same time. I think you did. Um, I literally remember being in Joe's garage yes. and, like, meeting you boys. Shout out the Blackhawks. Shout out to, oh, man, that what a run. Um, but, no, it's actually really weird, man. Like, there's some of my best friends in the world, and I've only, I've known him for, like, three years. And Drew I've no. known for, like, two years. I think I met. I met most of them in like 2017. Jim, I maybe knew like 2016, maybe a little earlier. But Jim and I were fringe friends. <laughs> yeah, I would see yeah. him at like McNally's, yep. at your own some shit, <laughs> and no, like we'd no talk him music. To see him. Yeah, yeah. So there was actually a while where man, like Jim and I would see each other out, and we'd be like, "Dude, let's start a band." It was just like that drunk talk, you Love know. Love that. Um, and like pretty much one day, uh, I get a call from Jim that's like, "Hey." Um, I'm at Mick O'Donnell's house. Uh, you want to come and jam? And I just had sinus surgery. And I'm like, actually, I would love to jam because I never get to really play with anybody, dude. Being a drummer and not playing with anybody sucks. Yeah. That's, you know, it's not like a guitar where you can like do your own. Like, that's a grind. I want to play with somebody, you know? So he called me and said that I'm like, yes, I do, but I can't drive. I took like three Norcos. I had surgery like yesterday, dude. Like, like, like I, yeah, I'm down, but you have I'm to pick up. me up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so that was actually how it happened though. Jim picked me up. We jammed. It was horrible. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, dude. Like, so they, they had a couple songs written, a lot of the earlier ones upon my back and I won't go and stuff like that. And they were like, just like play with us. And like, I'm kind of high on Norcos, right? And also <laughs> I've never heard these songs ever. Sure. They didn't even exist anywhere. And like, 
Mick was playing like a banjo and Jim had an yes, acoustic guitar, right? So it was a much different band, like a much different style. Um, and it was just terrible. Like I couldn't do like I was on the spot, man. I was also probably a little nervous. I never really played with people. Um, and then we played one song, uh, How Far How Far We've Come by Matchbox 20. Yeah, yeah. And like I knew that song. And so we played it and we're like, oh, that was cool. Like we played a song. Right. <laughs> um wow and that's kind of how it started man and then uh coyote riot who those guys fucking rock um they hit up jim and was like hey we're playing at hinky dinks uh you guys want to play you want to open up for us when you brought your cajon <clears throat> yeah dude and i so i used a cajon because there was two acoustic instruments which and a cajon. It for those listening a cajon oh, is a literally a wooden box <laughs> it's a glorified box it is yeah, there's snare there's a snare there, wire. Right? Yeah, there's snare, snare wire. wires in there. Dude, they're actually kind of expensive. They're like two hundred bucks. I'm, I wanted one at one point. They're cool. Um, but so yeah, they played that with Kyle Riot and like, dude, I think we probably had a hundred people at that bar because like they were like, damn, you guys are you're in a band. Like, it wasn't a, it was a poor excuse for sure. a band, but we brought people what, out. It was so guys, much fun. What were you guys going by? Uh, tracks. tracks. Oh, I hate to admit that. Yeah, going by Love tracks. That. Tracks. I have. I. I was looking <clears throat> through my phone. I just got a new phone. I was mm-hmm. looking through the photos. It's nice and fresh. Don't break Dang, that, buddy. I know. I've got to put a case on it. Um, I was looking through my phone and I saw like a flyer from dude. It had to have been like 2018. Was or it the one of like me drinking the Malort bottle? No, no, it was tracks, and it had like stars and oh, like, like a heart, maybe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh Kathy my might god, have made that. I she definitely yeah. did. Uh, but I was like, wow, this is like a digital archive. Like I need to keep this. Yeah. That's early days, man. And that was, we were just a cover band. Like we we were a Southside cover band. We peppered in a couple of our own songs. Um, we were what? 20? You're how old was everybody? 21? I think at one point, maybe a couple of them weren't like Jim and Mick maybe weren't 21. And like I was, and then like we all turned 21 shortly after. Um, but yeah, it was like about three years ago. Uh, but yeah, we were do. <laughs> someone sent me a video the other day, and we covered an Imagine Dragons song. Oh man, uh, it's is, time. Yeah, I remember and, those <laughs> days. Wow. Um, but yeah, at that point, dude, we were just playing songs that we thought people would dig, which they did. You know, we played Galway Girl. Um, you we, guys used to pack a bar. Yeah, and I mean, just and play, no matter we were, where you went, Hinky Dinks. Yeah, we were the Southside cover band, Love and it. then like that's actually why we released music. We were like, we don't want to be a Southside cover band. Right. Like, let's just throw shit at the wall. Like, let's just release it. You know, we got a couple songs. Um, they're not that bad. Like, let's do it. Um, and like that, yeah, that's just how it started. Then Connor, Connor knew Jim and Mick for like before I did, but then kind of like Connor started playing with us. Um, and then Drew joined like a year later, man. That is crazy. And he knew Mike through college, right? Through Madison? Yeah, Drew met Mick at uh, at the University of Wisconsin. And that kid, I remember the first time he played with us, he showed up. And we, like, got a little practice in before the gig. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know all the songs already. Like, he listened wow. to them. And like, and, like, our songs aren't particularly hard, but this kid, like, knew sure. the music and was, like, he was a, he was he was stoked to play. I think he's only played in a couple other shows, like, when he was younger or something like that. But... You know, this kid li- lives and breathes music, so right. he was just stoked to play, like, with a full band. And uh, I was stoked because we never played with a bassist. Is like, that different? It's super weird. Like, you don't realize how important bass is until it's not there. Sure. Um, just for tempo? Just, like, for feel and, like, rhythm and, yeah. And so as a drummer not playing with a bass, it's just, like, weird 
because the rhythm is only like half of what it should be. Okay. You know, like Drew and I play, I think we play really well together. Um, but it's like a full sound. Like when you, when you get rid of him, it's like, it's really dry. You know, Connor, then I'll do a lot more bass on the keys and things like that. Like you can do it, but, um, but yeah, man, change Drew, Drew changed the game. That's insane. So what, when you started like just practicing, like when did you learn how to play the drums? You were, you were in high school, right? Uh, technically no. So my dad was a drummer. <clears throat> he was a drummer in high school, like obsessed with Black Sabbath. Yeah. Um, they like, they had a band. They, they like, he still talks about it to this That's day. great. It's like, he's like, that's the band, man. Hush was what their name was. They Love also that. loved Rush. Um, so there was always a drum set at the house. So like, I kind like, I didn't actually play though, right until like high school. Like I wasn't like more serious. Um, but we always had a drum set. So like I would go bang on it like every right. once in a while, you know. Um, but you always listen to a lot of music. <clears throat> your both of your parents love music. Yeah. I've, I've for I, sure. I've realized. For sure. Um my first concert I was probably like 5 and it was Kiss and Aerosmith. Um wild. Yeah, at at Tinley Park Amphitheater and I remember well I I don't really remember but I've been told um I fell asleep during all of Aerosmith and it was also <laughs> pouring rain and I'm this little five-year-old and like my mom like wrapped me up in like a poncho and like had me like under a blanket and I ended up like wow. falling asleep yeah on the lawn um for kissing Aerosmith man but yeah so like my whole life has been surrounded by music sure um that like I grew up on classic rock all that shit right kind of gravitated a little bit away from that as I've gotten older um but you know I just still listen to it pretty pretty heavily you're you're one of my go-to music guys for sure. I appreciate it, man. I've been going crazy on the playlist. That's my new thing. Like I just discovered that. Like, I do have to follow this those. year. Um, so you just make playlists like just constantly, yeah. Just for different moods or different like. Yeah, I usually go with like a like a mood, like a like a mood or like, yeah a feeling or something like that, and then I just go off of that. Like I definitely don't like to mix genres in my playlist. You don't like to mix genres? <laughs> no. Not the, no, like not not on the playlist, what? um, and like, like kind of, but it, as long as it fits the feel, right? Like, um, what 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 are some of the ones I got? I made one that's like, <laughs> I called it Canoodle. You can put it on when you're with a lady at home. Canoodle, um, <laughs> nice and slow, and like yeah, yeah. So there's maybe a bunch of different genres, but everything fit. Like you would you put it on and you wouldn't have to worry about it, kind of thing. I'll have to check that out. Honestly, how do I find that? Uh, you could type in my name on Spotify, I think. Yeah, we're friends. Yeah, follow me on uh, Spotify and uh, for all my playlists. Um, but yeah, dude, I I don't know, just been really into doing that lately. Cause mo- like all of high school, like whenever Spotify came out, like I didn't get it. Every all my friends were on Spotify for like a long time before I ever touched it. I think I was in the same boat. I had an iPod, Me and I too. would use torrents. Shout out you torrent, and I would just download everything illegally, and then I would just use my iPod, yeah. and like that was like that was gold to me. Like I that was Napster. all I had. Did you Napster actually use Napster? And a little MP3 player, yeah. Wow, I remember using LimeWire. You ever use that? That or like FrostWire back I never in the used day. LimeWire. Did I remember downloading Afro Man? Uh, because I got high. 
<laughs> I remember that specific song, downloading that on LimeWire. And, dude, I think it took, like, three days. <laughs> like, oh, my Like, something Lord. crazy. That's insane. Yeah. But I just remember me and my brother, like, like let's download this, dude. Sometimes you would download it, and it wasn't the song. It would just be, like, a like a fucking Bill Clinton speech or, like, something after crazy. After the whole download? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. After uh, it took forever, and you probably got 10 viruses so on the family computer. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. What does that mean for, like, the music industry? <clears throat> that music is a membership now. Uh, musicians don't make money. <laughs> really? Like they yeah. off shows, they have to depend off shows. Uh, basically, yes. I mean, you'll you'll be seeing your favorite bands like constantly touring um, because that's like the only way to make money. Um, that and merch, like selling merch. Do you make money on Spotify? <clears throat> so you make like point zero 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 four cents per play. And you have to play for 30 seconds. So if you listen to 29 seconds, it doesn't count. Um, so I think you have to, I don't know the exact numbers, but you need like 100,000 plays or you need like 10,000 plays to get like 40 bucks or like like something right. crazy. So like you're not going to make real money until like you have many songs in the millions upon millions of plays. And even then you're not really being like that fairly compensated. And a lot of them, Say you make a hundred grand on Spotify because you're a badass artist and you have this crazy place. That's a ridiculous amount. Which of would be a ridiculous yeah. amount of like a ridiculous like you have to be famous. At that point, you're making money elsewhere, so it really doesn't matter. But you're probably splitting money with your publisher, and you're probably got to give some kickback to the label, and you probably got to give some kickback to who knows what, and then you got to split it between however many guys are in your fucking band. Right. So like that hundred k. You and your five members of the band might split, you know, maybe you split sixty grand, which right. is cool, but split sixty grand, hit. like you know, you know a, you're banging. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's tough, man. I mean, I've heard stories of like, like Kendrick Lamar being paid like a million bucks to play Coachella, like for one set. Whoa, yeah, right. Which is or, or maybe in the like, let's say five hundred grand. I might be. Making I mean, up some numbers. A little how bit. much should people pay for a ticket? Five hundred bucks. <clears throat> oh no, it makes sense. But like Kendrick. He's like as big as can be, right? That 500k, he might have to like half of it might have to go to the the label or and then, what is and a, then, what and function then, does a label serve with streaming services now? Labels like publish, like they're like they distribute and like publish your shit and like. So what do they do? Market? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a lot of it. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, you hear that big Taylor Swift shit? No. That was like months ago. Um, so when she was like 18, she signed away like her masters. Like, to get signed to this label, they said, hey, we're going to put you on the label, and we're going to promote the hell out of you, and we're going to make you a star, but um, sign away that you're masters to us. And that's basically, like, now the label owns the fucking recording songs. songs. yeah. Um, and Her, she did like, it. earliest ones. And she did it. She was young. She, like, kind of got into a little taken advantage of. It was like, well, you know, and they were taking a risk, and so she signed them over. Um, and then, like, last year or something, uh, she, they wouldn't let her play any of her music. They literally like, they cracked down and were like, no, like you, like we own your music kind of thing. And so she was going to have to like re record her catalog. And I think she actually might still have to do that. Um, but so, like, and, and honestly, I don't even know that much about the music industry. I know I'm more of like a fringe kind of thing. Sure. Um, but it's a tough, it's tough, man. Like, you gotta, you have to play. And like, there might be bands that you really dig and they're touring. Dude, they might, they might, they might make a hundred or five hundred bucks a night. 
Right. 500 bucks a night would be good. Right. Like, and then they got to split it and then, then they got to pay for gas and like, you know, so it's like, it's like a really tough game. Like to, I feel like it's really to easy to do it for a career. Advantage of. Oh, for sure. Because, because a lot of, a lot of people don't have an option. Right. Cause it's a, like <clears throat> it's an industry where mm-hmm. people are constantly blowing up. Sure. Like if you're not blowing up, then like you're, are you ever going to get there if you don't have one big blow up moment, you know? Right. Well, it's like, and and it's it's really weird too. I've been asked like, do you think it's better now or was it better back in like the seventies? You know, back when like Zeppelin was making music, like they would put out a record and the only way you can listen to it, you got to buy that shit. Right. You have to go physically buy it. <laughs> um, And they made a killing, but there weren't yeah. like, it, like if you were a dope band in your basement and you couldn't get anybody to listen to your music like it'll no one will ever hear it you'll never be a band you'll never make any money zeppelin just happened like those big bands like they're dime a dozen kind of thing now you can make music in your in your basement right. and like blow the fuck up claro this girl is like super huge she's just making stuff in her bedroom like and she's touring the world i mean there's a you can name a million people at this point um it's literally like its own genre. It's called like bedroom right. pop. Like it's literally kids making music in their bedroom with their computer and like a guitar. Well, I think the Black Keys had a record deal before they ever even played a live show. The Black Keys are are and dude, they grinded. The Black Keys are a really cool story if you like look it up. I haven't looked fully into like, it. I like just heard that and they recorded. I was blown away by that. They recorded their first shit in uh, Patrick's basement. Like the whole album, the Big Come Up is one of my favorite albums. Um, recorded in the basement and then they like were, they have like seven or eight albums like they didn't get like famous until like album four or five like they like worked their fucking ass off like we're playing gigs to nobody we're driving up to new york really to oh yeah dude there's like some there's some really cool stuff on youtube where patrick carney and Dan so is that talk. not true that they had i a- don't know i actually never heard that that they had a record deal beforehand because i don't think the big come up was i mean i don't know it could have been a record deal, but like a small record label. Like you could be a record label and like we're assigned to Brendan yeah, McCoy Inc. Right, and like right, right. sounds cool, but like you're I struggling for money just sl- like me, sleazy bro. Sleazy Italian business. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, <laughs> but or like, you know, Nathaniel Rayliff. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great example, dude. This guy was playing music forever, touring all over the place, making nothing. And then he released Son of a Bitch with him in the Night Sweats. Yeah, yeah. Blew him the fuck up, and now he's headlining Red Rocks for three nights or something. Wild. But that dude grinded, you know? Yeah. There's a like, there's a lot. And that kind of stuff is really uh, reassuring. Definitely. You know? Sometimes I'll be like, damn, I'm 24. These kids that are 18. Like, they're doing it, and yep. they're making it. And, like, you know, it's it's tough to look at it that way. Right. But then on the flip side, you got the Keys, you got Nathaniel, and, like, Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack didn't get famous until he had, he had we had a wife and kid and like you know what really? I mean he, yeah like he was making music for a while but he was like he was homeless at a time um, and he just like blew up in the last handful of years and now yeah. he's touring stadiums um, so yeah I don't know man the music is music's crazy but it's like it's all I care about I've just right. been been engulfed in that shit especially in the last like two years you yes. You, that's like a constant with you like if it's not work or hanging out with the boys you're doing band shit yeah yeah I mean well and we live in three different cities so like Connor and I are on the south side right Jim and Mick live together in Milwaukee and then Drew's still in uh, Madison it's a nightmare dude yeah that's like, band, like I'm so jealous of the bands that get to practice twice a week or they their boys have, like, and they live garage, together yeah. yeah dude 
I wish, man. I wish. Like, we just, we got to practice when we can. We'll practice before a gig. Oh, um, my God. I remember that. You guys used to, like, come home and meet the night before practice. Oh, we still do that. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We show. still do that. Um, just because one we just night of practice. To. You're like, all right, let's, we'll figure Dude, it out. we got to get it, man. It's like, but like, I hate, some, I hate it sometimes when you have to, like, fly by to see your pants. Yeah. Um, But it also builds this crazy chemistry, like, on stage. Like, we have to, I'm watching Drew the whole time, or I'm watching, like, right. we're, we're playing like we didn't practice this specific, like we might play it a little faster or we might play you know we because we just we don't practice that much right. um but it builds this cool chemistry on stage we're like we're pretty in tune with what we're doing sure. just because we have to it's like almost like fight or flight kind of thing and like luckily we're all we're all fighting <laughs> right um and everyone's having fun like no, dude i might mess up jim might mess like someone might do something no one's upset no one cares the crowd sure. probably didn't even know um yeah, I think from from like a team perspective, you guys are top notch. You guys are all very smart dudes. Like, Appreciate there's not it. a dumb one of you guys. Sure. I mean, you guys. I mean, yeah, you're making all the right moves. And I mean, you just came out with an insane out. Like, the album's cool. I'm so pumped for Friday. Friday. Everyone listening should go to Reggie's. Oh man, come on through the Reggie's. Yeah, on Friday, it's gonna be a good old time. Then we're gonna go the official, unofficial after party at the Hang Up. Nice Where's that? Is that where we bar. went last time? <laughs> yeah, that's where we went last time. And like half the people left right away. Oh, I <coughs> you might have walked been, in. You might have been that I half. I definitely <laughs> left right away. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Mm-mm, see ya. And I think I paid like ten bucks to get in. Yeah, that's like hilarious. When cover. you pay a cover and you're like, oh wait, okay, that's all I'm spending. See yeah, ya. yeah, like that wasn't worth it. Right. Uh, Done that upper been about five times. Oh yeah, but uh, but yeah, man, music's music's been cool. I w- I don't know what I would do. If I wasn't in a band, what? like there's been weekends. Ooh, excuse me. There's been weekends yeah, where that, uh, that's gonna keep falling. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Um, there's been weekends where you don't have anything to do, and like I'm like shit. Like I don't have to do it. Like I don't have to right. do anything right now. Right. It's like I don't know, man. It's really weird. Um, yeah, you guys grind. I love it, and especially because you guys are like you said, three different cities. Mm-hmm. There's always a two-hour drive involved, no matter, like, for Somebody's half the got shit one. you guys are doing, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah, like, Drew drove in, it was, like, a couple days ago, or, like, last week. Drew drove in to practice and then drove back to Madison. This dude drove for six hours combined to practice for two. <laughs> right. That is wild. And it's just, like, he, and he, dude, he doesn't even care. It's like, yeah, definitely going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so it's cool. So man. yeah, everyone listening, go to Reggie's. What what's today? Twenty six, maybe. When's the when's the show? Twenty eighth. Yeah, we're Madison listening. tomorrow. Yeah, so literally go to Reggie's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, we're uh, we're we're here on who knows. We're here, dude. Who knows? I love that fucking name. That's great. I'm happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. I really am. I know you went through a couple names. I did. It was yeah. going to be Passions. I'm very glad I didn't go with Passions. Yeah, well, I don't know. Who knows? It's just more, uh, it's more you. Like it's, I agree. It's just flows a little better. Uh, who knows with Brendan McClory. Man. <laughs> yeah. <love> it. <laughs> All right. Well, anything, uh, where where can the people find you at? If you throw out your IG. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Hit us up on Instagram or Spotify or Twitter. Kick Motel Breakfast, MySpace, uh, Facebook Messenger, <laughs> probably. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Motel Breakfast. We got cool stickers. 
Come on to the show. Oh, you sell merch? Uh, oh, yeah, we got vinyl, stickers. I need one of those. Stickers are free. Stick them all over the damn place. Okay, I'll um, be there. Yeah, all right. Bet. Everybody, that was Jesse Nazdowski. <laughs> He's a drummer from Hotel Breakfast. This is Who Knows. See ya. <laughs>